Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. My name is Monica T., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. And today is Monday, September 3rd, 2019, 2018, <laughs> 7 a.m. meeting. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are in the chapter, Working with Others. And we shall be finishing the chapter this morning, reading the last two paragraphs on page 103. And today's readers are the 12 Steps, Raj G., the 12 Traditions, Martha M. Our text readers are Martha Z., Allison L., and Craig F. And our newcomer greeter today is Lynn F., and the host for the second hour is Craig F. And the share ID for yesterday, Sunday, special edition, exploring the doctor's opinion is 11,865-11865. OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that, People who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I will now ask Raj G. to read the OA 12 steps for us, please. Good morning. This is Raj G., Recovered Compulsive Overeater. The 12 steps. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. 7. Humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. 8. Made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. 9. Made direct amends to such such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to 
all other compulsive overeaters and to carry these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. Thank you, Roz G. I will now ask Martha M. to read the 12 Traditions of OA, please. Good morning. This is Martha M., Recovering Compulsive Overeater. The 12 Traditions. 1. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. 2. For our group purpose, purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. 3. The only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop drinking. 4. Each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. 5. Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the alcoholic, uh, to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. 6. An OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. 7. 7. Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. 8. Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. 9. OA, as such, ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you, Martha M., how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. I will be timing. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinent requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinent requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. And once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And today, we're resuming our study of the big book. We are in the chapter, Working with Others. We are on page 103. We shall be reading the last two paragraphs that begin with, Someday We Hope, and ends with, We Have To. And I will ask Martha Z if she will read for us, please. 
Good morning, Monica. Thank you for your loving service. This is Martha C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater by the grace of God from outside of Philadelphia. Someday we hope that Alcoholics Anonymous will help the public to a better realization of the gravity of the alcoholic problem, but we shall be of little use if our attitude is one is one of bitterness or hostility. Drinkers will not stand for it. After all, our problems were of our own making. Bottles were only a symbol. Besides, we have stopped fighting anybody or anything. We have to. Morning, my friends in recovery. Um, I I was looking at the the first paragraph, and I'm I'm going to just use OA instead of Alcoholics Anonymous. So. Alcoholics Anonymous will help the, I mean, Overdose Anonymous will help the public to a better realization of the gravity of the food addiction problem. So that first part of it. I was thinking about how our inner group has a public outreach committee, and we, you know, they organize things like health fairs, and um, we have special packets that we can take about OA to doctor's offices. And so hopefully, you know, in some way, we are doing that. Um, but then the, the second caution is, but we shall be of little use if our attitude is one of bitterness or hostility. And we were reminded in the paragraph before that a spirit of intolerance might repel compulsive overeaters whose lives could have been saved. So, But then the next thing is, I love it, it says, our problems were of our own making. And I'm thinking, oh, I know, I've heard that before. And, um, you know, how they were always talking about how, you know, things are repeat. The important things are always repeated. So, I thought about that, and I went back to page 62, and it says, "So our troubles, we think, are basically of our own making." So, um, anyway, so um, I was thinking about it. For me, it had to do with the way I thought about things. You know, basically, and and I love it in recovery where. Um, we're restored to right thinking. So anyway, so let me see back to where I was here. Um, and then it says bottles were only a symbol. And so, um, okay, for us, food was only a symbol. And so they're reminding us that food is really not the problem. And I'm, I can remember, so back to page 62, right before we say our troubles of our own making, it says, Selfishness, self-centeredness, that we think is the root of our troubles. And I, I remember thinking, wait a minute, wait a minute, I thought food was the problem. And um, So again, you know, we're reminded that, that that's really what the problem is and that food was only a symbol. And um, I also think for myself, um, it was also a problem of spiritual separation. And then the last part, it says, besides we've stopped fighting anybody or anything, we have to. I'm thinking, okay, I know I've heard that before, too. And then um, thinking about page 84. And eight, page 84, right before the 12-step promises, it says, and we've ceased fighting anyone or anything, even alcohol. So um, anyway, I yeah, I just, um, I'm grateful. I think, I think the, the part where it says our problems were of our own making, I love that part. Because what it says is that it, I think that's so hopeful for us because it means that that we're the ones, you know, our willingness and God's grace, you know, that Time. that we can make things different. Okay, thank you, Monica. I pass. Thank you, Martha Z. And.
who would like to share on these last two paragraphs on page 103 today? Lisa B. Lisa, Larry. Leia, Leia S. Leia, LLL. Who else would like to share? All right, we'll start with that. Lisa B, Larry K, Leia S. Go ahead, Lisa. Good morning. My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina, and thank you for your service. Um, I really felt inspired to share this morning, although I'm a little nervous that I'm the first one after the person that just shared. Um, the word bitterness really jumped out for me, and the opposite of bitterness is uh, satisfied, happy. And, you know, I want to share this from a different perspective. Um, I'm in another fellowship and I had a lot of embarrassment and shame about being a compulsive overeater. So I also go to AA, and I'm a, a now I'm, I'm gratefully a member that's recovered in OA, and I'm also recovered in AA. And, you know, I was embarrassed for a long time about admitting that I am a compulsive overeater. It just didn't seem as cool, you know, to maybe um, be in some of the other fellowships compared to being in, in OA. I felt ashamed of it. Now, today I am recovered as a compulsive overeater, and I'm so grateful uh, to be in this position of being in recovered and have my feet on new soil, new footing. So I do try to share about um, the gravity of the illness of being a compulsive overeater and how it goes underground. And many, many of us, myself included, you know, I didn't look like a compulsive overeater, yet I was going to other fellowships and never experiencing the benefit of being um, truly recovered as an alcoholic because I had been in the food, you know. And I try to share that in other fellowships without breaking any of the traditions. It's just a part of my story. And um, today, I like to show the happiness and the contentment um, that I feel as a being as being a recovered compulsive overeater. I'm not white, white knuckling it. I'm being abstinent happily. And today, I know that it's not about abstinence as the primary thing, although I need abstinence to get recovered, that the, the primary thing is to have that conscious contact, that relationship with my higher power, and to know what it is to be recovered. You know, recovered is the goal. And um, that's what I try to share in my face-to-face OA meetings, and I also try to tie that in um, in being truly sober in other in other fellowships. And I am sober today with the food and I'm awake and I'm conscious and I'm sober in all areas of my life. And the gravity of this illness is it goes underground and it can be minimized and like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. At least I'm not doing other things. It is a big deal. You know, the scary part of this illness is I could live a long time before my body dies, but I'll have died um, in my spirit and my soul. With that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa B. Morning, Larry Kay. You're up. It's followed by Leah. Good morning, Monica. Good morning. Thanks so much for your service. <clears throat> the um, what what I want to bring up here is um, where where it talks about it's uh, it says again as was read after our after all our problems were of our own making bottles were only a symbol one of the things that it took me a, a a long time to understand was that the excessive eating and the weight were merely manifestations of my disease and a manifestation is a symbol it's a, a display of something it's not the central cause the deeper cause and if i wanted to truly understand the nature of my malady and i didn't understand you know look when we come in here a spiritual malady i i, I was fat I, I wasn't thinking about a spiritual malady 
But if I wanted to understand that, I would have to drill down to the causes and conditions, and the step work would make that possible. You know, the spiritual awakening only begins to really materialize when I stop chasing after it to get something different rather than become something different. And, you know, it's not lost on me today that when I become something different by the grace of God through this step work, that new person is also a symbol, is also a manifestation of something. And while the bottle was a symbol of the spiritual malady, who we become, what the world now sees in us is also a symbol. And it's a symbol of God's mercy and grace and power. And if, you know, if all that the world saw was a temporary physical change, you know, without a, a transplant of the heart, without a display of integrity and love and acceptance, well then, you know, that would be a change that they would perhaps intuitively know that it's not sustainable. It's not a, you know, it's not, not attractive in the long run. You know, we, we in, in the third step prayer, we say, take away my difficulties so that victory over those difficulties may bear witness so that others can see that may bear witness to those that I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. I'm going to be a symbol of God's power, God's love, and God's way of life. So that's what I take away from this this morning. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry. This is Leah S. May I share? Am I being heard? Leah, there you ahead. are. Yeah, there you okay. are. Okay. Um, uh, the realization of the gravity, the gravity of my overeating problem, is very, very, very. Um, it's 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 my life. It's 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 the difference between my life and not living. Uh, it really is very very important. So how can I explain this? I have to understand it myself. I have to come to the realization, as I did, um, as it was very well explained yesterday in in the presentation, um, in the doctor's opinion that I am a compulsive overeater and it is a difference between my life and not living. And um, the attitude of bitterness and hostility, well, those were uh, bygones. Those were a thing of the past, hopefully. It doesn't mean that I don't have these emotions today, but they, these emotions are gotten rid of immediately in step 10. Um, the, uh, the problems are my own making. You know what? Step 3 comes in over here immediately. It, it brings me back and it, 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 uh, it makes me quick review of everything that it, what is Leia all about today and how can Leia live um, with neutrality and happy and healthy boundaries. And um, those are done by step four. And um, 
again, step 10 and step 11. Um, That's all I have to say. Thank you. And I pass. Thank you, Leah S. And for those who may have just come on, we're on page 103. We are sharing our thoughts on the last two paragraphs on page 103. Someday we may, we hope. And who else would like to share this morning? Say that again. Lauren N. Lauren, okay. Lisa Santa H. Blanca H. Santa H. Blanca B. Okay. Um, all Tens I got is T. Lauren N. And all I got is Lauren N. And Santa H. Okay. Tenzi J. Blanca Blanca, and I'm not getting all the initials. Blanca. Blanca. Ginger B. C. Ginger. Dorita P. Say that again, P. Tenzin P. I got Tenzin. Dorita P. Dorita, okay, that's what I... Okay, this is what I've got. I've got Lauren N., Santa H., Tenzin P., Blanca, you'll have to give us your initials, Ginger C., Dorita P., and Lisa J. Lauren N., it's your turn. Go ahead. Good morning, all visionaries. This is Lauren, and can you hear me, Monica? Yes, I can. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, Every time I unmute, I like that little voice that says unmute, my brain goes empty. And everything I wanted to say goes away. I pray for... Clarity. This this program of recovery has saved my life, and that's all I can say. And um, for today, I am so grateful to have you all. And that um, yesterday, Santa's message was so wonderful. And with that, I'm going to pass because my brain is gone. Thank you, Lauren Ann. Santa H., you're up, and then it'll be Tens and P. Yes, good morning, everyone. Good morning. My name is Santa H., a grateful recovery compulsive eater from New Jersey. And it's great to be here on a holiday. It's the only time I can get here, so it's great to be here. Um, what came up for me as I was listening to the shares is the line that says, um, we shot we shall be a little used if our attitude is one of bitterness and hostility. I remember a recall when I first came into the rooms of OA and I saw a way out and I saw the solution and um, and then eventually I moved on and and did the work and got recovered. So now I wanted to go and save my family. You know, I love them, quote unquote, so much that I, I want them to get the message and get them to change. And I, I, I realized that as I was doing that, it was turning them off. And so today, I, I, I do understand is that I just have to be a, a model. I just have to, um, just as they say, as I hear um, a fellow say, recover, 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 and just just be that that light because I have no idea what they may be getting from me anyway, and it's really none of my business because it's their journey. So I'm so grateful that I learned that today. But something that 
that even more so that I have to keep practicing is love and tolerance when I'm working with those who are at step zero, as I like to call it. They're, they're, they're still suffering with the food, and I just was thinking my heart goes out for, to them because it's so easy on the other side. I mean, life is just so easy once uh, since I got on the other side. The hardest part for me was the beginning, and that's the hardest part I see for fellows that I hear, that call me, that I work with. But I have to remember to be more loving and tolerant towards them just as well as my family I did, and to be more um, more compassionate and more un- have that unconditional love. And that's what I, I strive for when I'm working with, with my protégés and even just in life in general is just to have that unconditional love and don't have any expectations of them, just just to um, to help them along in their journey. That's it. And if if I'm there to help them get through the steps, then that's what I'm called to do. But if I'm not, I can still find a way to be loving and tolerant. And lastly, I, I love the line where it says, we see, stop, we see stop, stop fighting anything or everybody. And I agree with what Martha shared is that, you know, I heard that before. And it's so true that today I really practice, it's practice, practice, practice for me, is to keep myself in a place of neutrality. If I'm in neutrality in, in all of the things I do and all my fears, then there is nothing to fight. I'm learning today that to detach and just let go and let the universe do what it's going to do because the outcome is not in my hands anyway. So thank you for allowing me to contribute. And with that, have a wonderful day. I pass. Thank you, Santa H. Tenzin P., you're up, followed by Blanca. Mm. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Happy Labor Day. Um, so glad we're on the last two paragraphs in this amazing chapter, Working with Others. So at the very beginning of these two paragraphs, uh, talking about um, hoping that we will help the public get a better realization. So this is an expression of, again, the wonderful, blessed altruism that is at the foundation of our program and is, as I learned, is at the foundation of myself and all of us, this altruism, this desire to reach out, even if there's so much gunk of the self-centeredness. So, um, and then right away, the um, these two paragraphs turn to uh, our, my side of the street, after all our problems, were of our own making, which means mentally, physically, this is what I learned in this program, the problem is not outside, even if it might look like it, but it's inside me. So this is the good news. The solution is possible, but it takes a lot of courage at the start. I'm really so reminded of that today. And it takes courage all the way along all the way through working the steps and continuing to take inventory, clean house, stay connected with God and others every day. So bottles were only a symbol. Food, it's, it's so important to get abstinent and stay abstinent as foundation, to know that I am powerless over food, but that this is not the final goal. Um, and Besides, we have stopped fighting anybody or anything. Well, I love what other people have said about the neutrality, and it's something I, you know, strive to practice every day. But 
I'm in the middle of my ninth step and I really notice the quiet versions of the fighter in me that are still there, the the quiet versions of, yeah, 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 you know, didn't like this, didn't like the way they did that. I, I get to notice it more now and work on purify, keep keep going with the steps. Mm. And lastly, this little last sentence, we have to. So I hear the urgency there. This little three words encapsulates the whole big book for me. We have to. May I use the urgency and desperation that comes when I finally admit complete defeat to work the steps of the program, clean house, cultivate connection with God, and give service, reach out to others. I'm so grateful. My life is so different being in recovery with both feet all the way. Thank you very much for listening. Wishing you all a good day. Thank you, Tenzin P. Blanca, you're up. You'll have to give us your last initials, please, followed by Ginger C. Hi, good morning. Uh, This is Blanca B. Uh, Thank you for your service. I wasn't going to share, but uh, as usual, I of the shares that have come before mine have made me uh, think of so many, brought so many things to light. What stands out, two words that I heard this morning that I, I just, I guess I had to share on the bitterness and hostility. Um, you know, I was exposed to that from a very young age. The adults around me were very angry and bitter and hostile. And of course, children just absorb this like a sponge. So this is another way I, I was taught to deal with life, but just anger when things didn't go my way, bitterness, hostility, uh, criticism, getting it and giving it. You know, these were all things I was surrounded by. The adults around me uh, had these defects of character. And, of course, I followed suit, but it wasn't until I got into OA that I realized how these emotions can actually stunt. I didn't realize you know, talk about awareness, how these negative emotions can really stunt emotional and and mental growth. Um, And I also understand what I I read once, that uh, addicts stop growing emotionally at a very young age. It just stops. And the reason it stops is that mine stopped is because of... uh, the bitterness and the hostility and the way I was taught to deal with life, I could not grow. I was not able to grow at all. And I just stopped growing at a very young age, emotionally. I just, and that's the way it was. And then I found a way and awareness uh, kicked in. You talk, you know, awareness, awareness, that word is repeated over and over again in a way. Um, and now I have the awareness. And the first thing I learned was you, you have to unclog. You have to begin. And it's not easy. A lifetime of these negative emotions, they didn't come overnight. They're not going to go away overnight. But um, thank God I, have, I was given that awareness that you stopped, you know, that I stopped growing. And now at least I, I am aware of what happened to me what my experience was and in no way I can start just digging, start with the pile, start digging away. 
which for me continues every single day. Um, just reminds me I have a fish tank I, and uh, the water has been very cloudy and I've been working at it, you know, working at it, putting in all kinds of things to make it clear, changing the water. You know, it'll become clear again, but I have to work at it. Just like my life, you know, I'll keep at it, keep at it. I mean, thank God I have an awareness of self. And on that, I'll pass. Thank you, Blanca B. Ginger C., it's your turn, followed by Dorita P. Hi, good morning, Monica. Can you hear me? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Thank you so much for your service this morning. This is Ginger C., recovered compulsive overeater in Colorado. And, um, you know, this we have stopped fighting anybody or anything, especially this disease of compulsive overeating. You know, and sadly, some will pursue this to insanity and to death. And that is the great reality. And I just sit here with such humility and such gratitude, thinking that food is no longer my problem today. And for the most part, for these almost three years of recovery, I've been pretty neutral. And it's just pretty simple. And it's following this practical program of action. And I'm so grateful, again, for every beautiful bite that I had to take. I took the elevator pretty far down, but because of that pain that pressed in on me, I finally surrendered to what this really is all about. It's about my life, because food was killing me, and it really caught my attention. I know Bill's story through my food and my sugar addiction. I do not know Bill's story through my alcoholism. And again, to be in my bed, bed bound, and thinking that I had a bottle of vodka next to me, and all it was was a box of lemon heads. So, you know, I just think of this um, on page 53 in the AA 12 and 12. It says, we have not once sought to be one in a family, to be a friend among friends, to be a worker among workers, to be a useful member of society. Always we tried to struggle to the top of the heap or hide underneath it. This self-centered behavior blocked a partnership relation with any one of us and anyone about us. Of true brotherhood, we had small comprehension. Isn't that selfishness and self-centeredness to the T? And thank God for this humility. Thank God for this practical program of action because we have been reborn and entered this new world with this high power. And we can do great things. And most importantly, we can have love and tolerance. And we don't have to fight. And we can keep our hearts open and our lights shining bright. Because, again, if you have recovered, God's love is shining through you for those that are in the darkness that cannot see. So I just pray I stay with maximum service to others. And to think about the many, the many that are suffering still today. Because the numbers are low and the recovery rate is still low. And I just pray that I never buy that lie again, that food is any type of solution to my life or my life's problems. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Ginger C. And remember, please, if you're not speaking, please keep your phone muted. All right. It's Dorita P. It's your turn, followed by Lisa J. Good morning, Dorita. Hi, good morning. My name is, thank you so much for your service. My name is Dorita P. from Cleveland. 
I am a recovered um, compulsive overeater, and I'm really grateful to be here. It's a privilege and honor to be in a meeting of Overeaters Anonymous. Everybody do not get this opportunity for whatever reason, so I'm really grateful I have a seat here. Yes, I could share about so much. Um, so um, this is our attitude, uh, if our attitude is one of bitterness or hostility. Um, so in the previous paragraph, it say we are careful never to show intolerance or hatred of drinking as an institution. So I think that's what it's talking about, about bitterness and hostility. But I just want to share that I've been um, a li- little, uh, maybe not a little, but I've been bitter and hostile in the rooms of Overeaters Anonymous. And um, and I'm working on that. I, I am. I'm really working on that. But it's real hard for me um, because I'm kind of, I guess, bitter and hostile when it comes to um, people trying to not um, follow the program. And it's not really follow the program according to Dorita. It's not really about that. I'll just give you a couple of examples. So, um, you know, so when I wasn't there one one day, um, you know, three people had a group conscious meeting and you know, when we started the meeting, we were reading all 12 traditions. Now, all of a sudden, we're just reading one tradition, the tradition of the month. And I think and believe all the traditions are important. So, um, so I, you know, got bitter or hostile <laughs> maybe about that. And then just another example. So um, me, me and my higher power started a meeting um, this pattern after uh, a vision for you. And the format is uh, very similar. Well, when we started, it was very similar. Um, And we say, uh, we read a paragraph or two, stop and comment on what was read. Anyone can share, but please keep your comments to the paragraph or paragraphs we have read. And so, uh, so I wasn't there um, and they changed it to, reading however much they wanted to read and a lot of times it's three or four paragraphs and the comments are not on what was read so you know you know so it's not really about Dorita's program or how Dorita wants to run it Um, I think it's just about keeping the focus on recovery so I'm working on that and so with that I'll pass thank you thank you Dorita P Lisa J it's your turn Good morning. Thank you, everyone, for your service this morning. This is Lisa J. recovered in Michigan for this 24 hours. What popped out at me was we have stopped fighting anything or anybody. So I don't fight with food anymore. I don't fight with my husband anymore. And I have to. I have to stop this fighting. So I find if I feel bitter or if I feel hostile, if I feel like fighting or arguing or being right, I have to pause. I have to pray, ask, and use spiritual energy. And I ask God to direct my thinking. I ask him for inspiration, uh, for intuitive thought, for a decision, for freedom from self-pity, freedom from self-will. God, please help me not to use these defense mechanisms, these defects that don't serve me. 
that don't serve you, that don't serve others anymore. So, you know, there's so many places in the big book that just echo what's been said already this morning. We, um, 86 says, we relax and take it easy. We do not struggle. And previously, I had these horsemen riding around in my head, fighting everything and everybody. I had terror, bewilderment, frustration, despair. I was constantly drifting into worry and remorse and morbid reflection. That was a picture of my life every day. And sometimes I wake up that way in the morning. You know, I have this untreated uh, compulsive overeating disorder. And, you know, I wake up and I just feel cranky and I don't feel like doing this, and I don't feel like being with that person. And um, thank God that I can pick up the phone, I can pick up literature, I can kneel down, and thank God for my recovery today. And I can be useful to people. Imagine that, being of maximum use to God and others. And when I direct my attention there, it takes my mind off myself and everything that I should have, everything I'm entitled to for today. And it completely changes the dynamic of my life. So thank you to everybody this morning who has served and shared, and thank you so much for my sobriety. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Lisa J. We are on page 103, the last two paragraphs, and who else would like to share this morning? Katie G. from Boston. Okay. Katie. Martha Carol R. I thought I heard a Martha and I heard somebody R. Bar- Barbara Barb- E. R. Barbara E. Carol R. Okay. This is what I this is what I've got. I got Katie G. I heard a Martha. Uh Barb E and a Marsha. Okay, Katie, we'll go with that for now. Katie G, you're up, followed by Martha, and I'll need your last initial, Martha, when I get to you. Go ahead, Katie. Good morning, Monica. Good morning, everyone. This is Katie G, Recovered Compulsive Overeater, Anorexic and Bulimic. And um, I just love this line, after all, our problems were created by me. Um, I mean, I have spent my whole life blaming others for every single problem that I have ever had. And what does step one teach me? Internal problem, internal solution. Disease is not in the parking lot doing push-ups. Disease is inside of me. And it's telling me lies. And I believe these lies. And then I act on these lies. And I feel justified acting on these lies. Because if you had my parents, you would do that too. And if you treated me that way, you would treat me that way too. But again, it's saying, you know, there's not, you know, my, my part and your part. There's KDG. You are creating your own problems. Whatever the problem is, you are the problem, right? Alcoholics Anonymous attitude adjustment. You know, there's a, a recovered guy that I listen to, and he says he thinks he should change his voicemail to, it ain't them, it ain't them, it ain't them, leave a message. You know, because I am always wanting to, to blame other people still, right? And so then I justified my eating, I rationalized my eating because you were doing that too. And how does that look in my life today, right? When I do my step 10 and I see, oh, well, my brother is not acting the way I want him to. But when I look back, how is my behavior? How am I seeking to console rather than be consoled, to love rather than be loved, for it is in giving that I receive? Like, it's no longer the Selfish KDG Show. Why? 
because I, I'm going to die. I'm going to die a spiritual death. And um, another thing that I love is, yeah, we have to, but I get to today, right? Like um, I love somebody else sharing. I did not want to be a member of Overeaters Anonymous. Like I was like, come on, give me a sexier name, right? Like what I was doing was so cool. But man, my, my role in Overeaters Anonymous, so today, this morning, just for today, I'm a member in good standing of Overeaters Anonymous. I get to. I get to get up in the morning and show up and be tired and do the disciplines. Somebody's unmuted. Um, and do the disciplines of 10, 11, and 12. I get to commit my food. I get to be entirely abstinent. I get to show up early and say, hello, my vision for you, family. I get to do step 10 and be uncomfortable. I get to see that I am the problem. I get to study the big book. I get to sponsor others. And I get to walk through the uncomfortable reality that is life. Because guess what? Again, life is in session. I'm going to have grief. I'm going to have happiness. I'm going to have every other emotion on the sun and God willing for today I can experience it with the joy and heartache of God right because nobody is gonna is gonna is is my problem God is my solution and I am the problem and let me never forget that just for today and with that I pass thank you Katie G and Martha I didn't get your last initial followed um, by Barbara it's actually Marsha 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 M what I got you, Marsha, but I thought I heard a Martha, too. Hold on. I said, is there, okay, I said it twice, so I didn't know if I, you got it, me twice. No. Okay. Is there a Martha? Okay. More than likely, my ears are wrong. Okay, Marsha, go ahead. Well, <laughs> thanks so much. It's Marsha M., like Mary, in Bloomington, Minnesota. Thanks for your service. I'm glad to be on the line today. Um, the sentence that jumped out at me is, after all, our problems were of our own making. If I would have read that sentence at the beginning of going through the program, I would have felt even more terrible than I did at the beginning of the program. Because to me, that says that I'm guilty. I am guilty of the way I look. I'm guilty of wrecking my knees with my weight i'm guilty of not being able excuse me not being able to travel to see my kids anymore not being able to play tennis not being able to play golf not being able to go shopping and walk long distances because i've wrecked my knees but now that i've been through the program and i am recovered i don't feel guilty because i know that i was suffering physically and emotionally and spiritually and going through the program has taken away my guilt. The situation was still the same and I needed to work on shedding weight. I needed to work on my spiritual relationship with God again. I needed to work on my emotional and physical issues, but the guilt has been taken away. And that is what is so powerful to me from this program. I I don't have the guilt. And guilt is a horrible, horrible thing. It isolates you. It makes you withdraw from people. It makes you bitter. It makes you um, critical of other people. It does nothing to help you at all. And when that guilt is removed, which this program has done for me, the peace that happens 
and the calmness that happens and the willingness that happens, the honesty, the willingness to try, the willingness to be humble, all those things have entered my life because the guilt has been removed. So I'm so glad that this statement is here at the end because now I have something to share with other people. Now I can go out and help other people who are still suffering, who have not recovered, and try and do for them what has been done for me, show them this program, and taking away that guilt. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Marsha M. Barbara E., it's your turn. Good morning, everyone, and thank you so much, Monica, and to our Rita Martha C., I think it was, um, who was so clear and referencing us back to pages 62, I believe, and 84. My problems were definitely of my own making. My excessive eating was just a manifestation of the sickness that was inside of me. I had to let go against prejudice, against the possibility of a higher power, my bitterness at the world, my jealousy of the people that I had heard who claimed to be rocketed to the uh, fourth dimension, who had accepted that slender reed that reached up the hand to God. My problems, again, my own. My shame pervaded my life. The feeling that I was useless, knowing I was dishonest, feeling I was hopeless, full of fear of living life, getting out in the universe, the wasted hours I spent thinking about food and getting food and hiding food and disposing of the containers, my problems, again, of my own making. When I accepted the possibility that this program might work for me And there might be a higher power out there for me, a personal entity. I suddenly started to change. I opened the door just a crack, a slender crack. But when I did, I started to become fearless and thorough about embracing this program, using this as a text, following good orderly direction, seeing how my experiences could help others. And when I started doing that, my feelings of uselessness and shame vanished. Who thought that would have ever happened? I became a person eager to get up in the morning and pray and meditate and give service. I know now more often what the next right thing to do is. And often, it's to do nothing, especially with my family at home. Do nothing, say nothing, go in with no expectations, and then everything will appear sunny and joyful. And this program, this slender read that's been offered to me on a daily basis, that it's my choice to accept accept or reject time has kept thank you has kept me connected 
21 years. Grateful to all of you and to HP. Thank you. Thank you, Barbara E. We've got four minutes left, so two two-minute shares. Who would like? Carol R. Carol? Yes, thanks. Anybody mm-hmm. else? Chrissy G. Chrissy. Okay, yes, Carol R., two R. minutes. Carol R., two minutes. Chrissy G., two minutes. Go ahead, Carol. Thanks. Hi, good morning. It sounds like I have a frog in my throat this morning. Good morning, everybody. Um, so I was keying in on the first sentence. Someday we will hope that Alcoholics Anonymous will help the public to a better realization of the gravity of the alcoholic problem. And um, I looked up gravity, and, you know, at first I was thinking gravity, you know, the force in nature. But it says gravity, extreme or alarming importance, serious. So the serious nature of the disease. And someday, this this was written like a long time ago, so someday is really now. And they're hoping that, you know, we can get out into the public and make the public understand that this alcoholic's, you know, this alcoholic disease is, an, is a really serious disease. And um, then they're starting to talk about, you know, but if our attitude is one of bitterness and hostility, it's not really going to work. You know, we're going to be of little use. Um, and I remember when I first came into the program, my attitude was very, very bitter and very host- hostile. And um, I was just wreaking havoc in everybody's lives, um, always stirring the pot. And the attitude that I just always had an attitude and I was al- I was always fighting. And it says like here... You know, we have to stop fighting anybody or anything. And how do we do that? You know, by working the steps and, you know, by continuing to like nurture that spiritual part of the program, you know, um, continuing to reach out to my higher power whom I choose to call God, but on a regular basis and, you know, over time my my thinking is going to shift and that's that's the thinking that i want to bring to the public for them to see um thanks for letting me share thank you carol r chrissy g two minutes it's yours it's chrissy uh, g recovered in new york and I have a situation where, you know, I've, I've, I've been in AA and I know that we can't help family members and it's, it's hard, but what can I do to be a beacon of light in the midst of addiction? Because a lot of our families are usually addicted. And, you know, it's like when we're talking about bringing this to the public, um, you know, in some ways it's like compartmentalized my family and then strangers like I can I can tell a stranger on the street about my program but it gets it gets a little wonky when when I'm going to tell somebody in my family because it's going to look like I'm preaching it's going to look like I'm trying um, to make them join my cult you know and it's for me it's worked so much better to just to just be an example and and um and really to know that god is in control of everything and it it helps i read a story recently about um this 
a saint. I read a lot of that uh, kind of literature, spiritual literature, and he worked so hard to put together this program to help needy people. And when in in the last years of his life, it was all reversed and undone, all of the things that he put into place. And when he was asked, you know, how he felt about that, he just said that it was for, for God's glory. You know, everything that he did was for God's glory. And it's not, you know, the, the end in itself isn't, isn't the purpose. It's to do God's will. So I have to always remember that when I'm carrying the message because otherwise I'll be constantly frustrated because it seems like not much progress is made when, when we're trying to spread the message so, so much more people don't don't stick around, but who knows what that time is, is is doing in them, and that's it. Thanks. Thank you, Chrissy G. And with that, we've come to the end of our time so quickly already this morning. Thank you to everyone who has shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for today, Monday, September 3rd, 2018, 7 a.m. meeting is 11,864, 11867, 67, not 64, 11867. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And Allison L., would you read for us, please, from a vision for you? I sure will. This is Allison L., recovered compulsive overeater in Ohio. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. 